and Nick Sirianni. Uh, pretty much every Tuesday at this point, brought to us by Bud Light. Join John Johnson this Friday night at Creekside Sports Bar for a Bud Light Eagles pep rally. Win tickets to the next Eagles home game and, of course, meet an Eagles player. And let's talk to the uh, head coach of the now 5-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni. How you doing, Nick? Hey, good. How about you guys? We're doing all right, Nick. Nick. Doing all right. So, Nick, I guess you got to be doing better now that you found out the news on Lane Johnson. Let's start with the immediate, and then we'll go back here. But the news yesterday that it should not be a long-term injury and perhaps a very short-term injury, it's got to be a big sigh of relief for you. Shoot, yeah. Anytime uh, anytime you lose one of your best players and one of the best players in the NFL, uh, you're hoping that it's not a a long-term thing. And and obviously – um, the news came out that that was the case. Uh, you know, we, we'll see where Lane is later this week. But um, shoot, yeah, I know he'll do everything he can do to play uh, in this football game, and he knows how much we need him, and uh, he knows how important he is to this football team. And um, yeah, do, doing everything he can do to, to play this week. So we'll see as as the week goes on. Nick, let's get to the game uh, as it was on Sunday versus the Jets, and let's start with this. Looking back on it. Do you feel you abandoned the run or minimized the run too early in the game? You know, the the way that the the stats play out or anything or anything with the run pass ratio play out, like there's some things that there's runs that are called that could get tossed out to the perimeter based off of the box count, right? There there that's that happened probably about 3 or 4 times. Um some things we consider runs, but they're they're forward passes. You know, we had one. We had one run <clears throat> where we just pitched it out to Boston um, on a uh, the, on Boston's uh, long carry to on the first drive or part of me to the two minute drive, and you know that that sometimes that's even a forward pass right there. But it, it, you know that one ended up being a backwards pass, and and so there's things like that you do to get the ball on the perimeter on your perimeter run game that count as runs for us. And then, you know, some things get skewed too when, you know, the turnovers are the big, were the big issue, obviously. Um, it's hard to turn the ball over four times and win the game. But, you know, when a drive stalls out or stops because of a turnover, you know, you're, it's, it's tough to get those run numbers up as well. And so um, I wouldn't say that we, we had any regrets on what, uh, on what, how it played out. Um, I thought we did a nice job moving the football. Uh, and we and in the credit to the Jets, they they created some turnovers and um, and we and you know we contributed to those as well, obviously. Um, so I, I think it more the issue was you know the turnovers and that stalls that stops drives. Your run numbers go down, and then also just some of the things that we count as runs that maybe the you know the public or the you know or the stat sheet doesn't count as runs um, you know for us. It just looked like the 19-play the, the drive, I think there were 18 of those plays up until the, the final run for the score were, were passes, and it just looked like the staff decided that throwing the football was the way that you wanted to attack the Jets' defense, and we were wondering why did passing give the offense a better chance to move the football against the Jets? Yeah, I don't know if I'll, if I'll have to defend a 19-play drive uh, where we just passed it the whole time. We went down and scored there. Um, you know, again, like I said, uh, you know, I kind of think I just kind of explained myself as, as far as, you know, the runs and the pass, mm-hmm. the passes right there. Um, again, the problem, but at the end of the day, the problem was not, in my opinion, the run-pass ratio. The problem was the turnovers, and that's what we got to get fixed. 
So uh, Devontae Smith with the drops, other things like the substitution, some things felt uncharacter- uncharacteristically sloppy. Uh, why so many mistakes in this game? Um, talk to me about the substitution, please. About the, sorry, uh, substitution? You said substitution. You said the drops and then the substitution. I'm oh, just trying to clarify that one. Oh, sorry. Uh, maybe I'm just thinking, uh, look, there were. The, the defensive one? Yes, the deep was there a deep? Yes, okay. There was a defensive one. We had we had oh, 12, twelve men on the field. field. Yes, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah, yes. that that was you know that was a major mistake by us. They ended up getting the first down on that play. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They ended up getting on the first down on the play with twelve guys on the field. But you know, obviously, I'm never happy when we have, when we try to change personnel when the guys are going fast. Um, so that one was on us, and that and and. Uh, Sean and I had a long, we had, we had talk about that one. Um, and so, but as far as the drops, you know, I thought I, I saw something, someone sent me something about with Devonte. like you're, you're always trying to figure out what the fundamental reason was for the drop, right. Um, or something like that with a, with anything you're again, why did a fumble happen? What's the fun, you know, cause one of the worst coaching points in the world, in my opinion is catch the ball. Right. Um, don't fumble the ball. Well, we got to tell these guys why they fumbled and what was the core fundamental of why we fumbled and or why we dropped the ball. And so um, I think with the Devonte drop, I, he said it perfectly. Just, you know, nothing really just catch the ball. Like it, there wasn't anything on that play where I thought he took his eye off it early, where it was above his head and he didn't have his thumbs together. He had his pinkies. Like it wasn't anything like that. He, he just had an uncharacteristic drop, and, and those are going to happen. When you get the target share that, that Devonta has, those are going to happen as much as you hate it. And, as much, and as, you know, sometimes it happens on a play where you, you, you might have gained four yards. Sometimes it happens on a play where it might have gained ten yards. This one just so happened to be on one that would have been a big one. And, um, and he knows that, and he does, no one spends more time on the jugs machine with the coaches catching extra balls than, than Devontae. Like, he uses every tool that we have available to him to, uh, you know, to catch the ball. We have a ball on, we have a ball on a string that you throw out and it rips back to you, right? He uses every tool available to him to, to make sure that he's getting his, his catches. And sometimes that, that just happens. I, you know, again, you wish you could explain, Hey, this was, this was the fundamental reason you have, but sometimes drop shifts happen. Um, you know, and it was sloppy. It was, that, that's a good observation. It was, it was sloppy. Um, you know, with a couple of the drops and then obviously with the turnovers, that that's where, you know, that's where it became uh, even more sloppy. Nick Sirianni here with us. Nick, let's get to Jalen, who I thought for a good portion of the game played very, very well. And then things kind of started drifting uh, as the game uh, went on. And, I, and I'm wondering, one thing we've seen this year quite a bit is him escaping the pocket early, what I would call unnecessarily. Certainly there are times he's got to get the heck out of there. We see that. But sometimes it looks like he perceives pressure that's not there and rolls right early. Why do you think that's going on, and what can you do to try to stem that tide and, and get him to stick in that pocket a little more and, and just step up? Yeah, you know, it's, you always want to try to throw on rhythm as much and, be on, and be on schedule on the pass game as much as you possibly can, right? Because in this league, it's, if you're not throwing on rhythm, two things happen, right? The, the, the coverage gets a little tighter if you throw the ball late. Right or the rush gets home. Um, now there's different reasons why you have to escape based off of what's happening. Right, there could be a stunt that our offensive line is going to pick up perfectly, but 
you know, it looks like the, the guys, you know, penetrate in the line of scrimmage and, and Jalen has to flush it. And, but he, even though sometimes we pick that up, there's things like that, that, you know, he's, he's playing a position that, you know, only so many guys in the world can do really well. Um, and so there are times like that where you see what he sees and, and say that, but there, and there's definitely times where you're like that you want him to, to, to do that exactly what you're talking about, slide or step in the, up in the pocket and, and rip it. But He's made so many plays for us, um, way, so many different ways. Like, you know, his instincts take over. He's a highly instinctive player, and his instincts take over. And, again, when, when we feel like he leaves the pocket early, obviously we talk about it and we, and we correct it. And when, and then, but sometimes you have to wait until after and watching the game with him. I think the, the, the evaluation of the game together – um, tells you a lot of the story or what you what you talk about in the sideline tells you a lot of the story of his perspective on it. And so, again, you don't want to take that playmaking ability away. Uh, but I think I've said this early on, you, you don't want to play the whole entire game where you're, where you're bailing out of the pocket and, and you don't want to take that playmaking ability away um, of when he, when he does bail out of pocket. So um, there's a balance. Um, and I think it, through these last, uh, and we talked a lot about this in 2021, through these last three years, I think he's gotten uh, much better at making plays, obviously, in the pocket. You saw, you know, and, um, and so, again, but there is a balance that you don't want to take some of his playmaking ability away. Nick, you, you said yesterday that Jalen's interception where his arm was hit was 100% on you. What did you mean by that? Yeah, again, again I don't want to get too much into the strategy of it. It just was the design, uh, the depth, the design of the play, you had you saw that Jalen had to hold it a bit longer to to let that play completely develop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't. And and again, anything with a with a, a design of the play is always going to be on myself. Um, you know, as we go out, as we go in there into the, into the game plan room, and we sit in there and we and we come up with plays, we have to we have to think through every every little thing, and we try to as as much as we possibly can, but. You're always going to want plays back on on calls. You know, I know Brian's going to want calls back. I'm going to want calls back that that maybe I suggest to him at, at a time or two. And you're always going to want things back on designs. That's the like, no one plays the perfect game, right? No no player plays a perfect game, and no coach coaches a perfect game. It, what's critical is you got to put yourself you got to put yourself on the hot seat every single time that a mistake's made, and and so that you just get better, right? And so we don't make a, a similar mistake again. Again, they don't want to get too much into the scheme of it. I just mm-hmm. felt like the design um, that, that I put in for that one and discussed with the offensive coaches, I didn't like that design, and, it, and we had to hold the ball a tick longer and, and put Jack in a, in a difficult spot. Nick, uh, what do you make of score? Just big picture question. Uh, scoring being down around the league right now, have, have defenses uh, sort of cracked the code a little bit to where they're ahead of offenses right now? And what's it going to take as the mastermind of this offense to swing the pendulum back to where the offenses are more on top like last year? Yeah, yeah good question. I, you know, I don't think we're far off, I, and I don't know the exact numbers. Uh, I think it's it's still early in the year um, for that, and I don't. So I don't think we're far off of what we averaged last year. I know the fourteen point game that we just had obviously takes our average down again. And I don't. Again, like I said, I don't know where we rank in the league, I, but I know we're not that far off of where we were uh, last year. But it is interesting. 
Um, it is interesting. I think one thing you can always point to a little bit now is that early on in the season, defenses are, are ahead of offenses a little bit, right? Um, just like they are early on in training camp and early on in, in, your, in your OTAs. Um, it's just the way, it's just the way, you know, I, every time I, I, we have a training camp practice, I talk to my dad, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how we did on offense days. Like, well, defense is always like defense is usually in front of the offense um, at this point. And so he reminds me of that year in, year out. And I think that's a little bit of the case in the early parts of the season as well. Um, And so I think sometimes it's just a, you know, it's a small sample size and we're early on in the season. Um, But you know, I, I don't. I, I think that I think that's you know just part of it, right? Right at this time, and so um, we'll see how that trend continues on. As far as us, we're just going to tr- keep going to work, try to put our players in the best positions to make plays, try to uh, continue to increase our fundamentals. So because at the but because at the end of the day, you know, we put them in posi- We try to put them in positions to make plays, and, and then their their talent and their fundamentals to go out and, and make the play and execute the play. Um, and so um, we just got to keep getting better at, at those things and, and growing each day um, with that. Hey, Nick, let's talk about your purpose and intent, you know, post-game uh, with the guys and, and not addressing them in the locker room, which was fascinating. Um, you know, I know two basketball coaches that, that did things unconventionally, John Wooden and Phil Jackson, they did not like taking the first time out in a game, and they liked when their players were in a spot to kind of uh, empower the players to work through it and figure it out. And they thought it made them better as the season would go on. And I'm curious, what was your intent and your strategy with not talking to the guys in the locker room? And was it about trying to empower them to have them look at each other and figure some stuff out? You know, as I came in from the from my locker, they were, you know, from my my uh, locker room into into the main locker room. Uh, they were already talking and. You know, I, I say a lot of the times to the players, hey, I don't, I'm not holding coaching points back from you. The best coaching points that I got, you know I'm already going to say. So, like, I say that in offense meaning a lot. You know, hey, um, I, it, it's okay that you know exactly what I'm going to say. Like, that's, to me, that's what good coaching is. Hey, they know exactly what I'm going to say. They can say it, boom. Because that's how the game's played, right? You, you, you try to prepare them as much as you possibly can with the information. You don't want to overload information, but you're trying to prepare them for as much information as you can um, going into the week so they're prepared. And then they got to go out and they got to execute. And so you don't want to hide coaching points in your pocket. And I think that was the same case here. Like, in this particular case, they knew what the, they knew what the standard was. They knew, you know, how important it is. Like everything I would have said right there was things they were already saying, Hey, that wasn't up to our standard. Hey, but we got to pick ourselves up and, and go again. Like, and that to me is exactly what you want in that. Like, what am I going to call out? What am I going to say after they've said everything I'm going to say? And, uh, at, at the, at the beginning. And so I thought that was, a really unique I was really pleased with that and really happy that that was going on um because they know you know they know and 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 that's what and that's a benefit of having great leaders on your team um you know we have a lot of captains I think I took some heat early on that that we have too many captains well we have too many captains or perceived or we have a lot of captains because we got a lot of guys that can lead and then we got a lot of guys on the leadership council too that didn't get voted captain, 
that are on this leadership council that we meet every Saturday um, with our team about. So, you know, it is, you know, the, the players, you know, they take ownership in it. Um, and, and that's what you want um, because, you know, that, they're the ones out there uh, making the plays and, and going through it. And I just thought I was really happy. Um, I thought that the one thing I could take out of that game where I'm like, it, it's hard to be happy after a game like that. I tell you that as, as everybody knows, but that's one thing I was really, really pleased about that. You know, our guys know we got great leaders. And so I know based off of that and based off of who we have on this team, exactly what practice is going to be like tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all right, and then leading into into Sunday. Nick, good luck on Sunday. Should be quite a game against Miami. You got to contain that Tyreek Hill guy. Three touchdowns last time against you two years ago. So, yep. Good yep. luck. I, I guess he's uh, better. On it. He's better than Nick Sirianni, the college wide receiver. I assume, right? I, I sh- yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt. There's no doubt. Nick, good Thanks, luck guys. to you on Sunday. See you, man. Take All right, care. Thank you, guys. All right, there he is, uh, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni.